Get Haunted with your hosts, Nat Strawn and Allie Terry. We're back in the studio. Literally, we're in the studio again. Nick is letting us use it. With our expensive microphones, which are, is yours backwards or is mine backwards? One of us is wrong. Mine is forward. Problem fix. Yeah. (laughs) We're disappointed because some of you guys didn't like the audio last episode. So now we're trying extra, extra hard. You might be disappointed, but I've expected this all along. You cannot trust (laughs) the fans. They turn against you. If I have learned anything from support, it is the moment that you achieve fame and stardom. It changes you. And then you become a moth to the flame of validation that comes from the internet. Everyone could do well without support. The only thing we need from you guys is your money. So please. (laughs) We have an exciting announcement along that vein, which is... I'm pregnant. Nat's pregnant with a ghost. (laughs) And we have merch launching tomorrow. We do have merch. Are we allowed to say what it is? Yes. We have one item. Is it a pop socket? Yes. <gasps> okay, I was right. Yes. Let me think of how to phrase this. There is a company called Merch for All. They're taking a chance on us because we are new. We are small. We've done the unthinkable. We've been adopted by a company that thinks that they could make money off of us. It's good because now we have merch. However, it's scary because if we don't sell enough merch, then we're not only letting us down, we're letting someone else down. Yeah. So just buy our pop sockets. Even if you think it's ugly, even if you think it's stupid, even if you don't have a cell phone, just buy a bunch of them and throw them in the air. You can also stick them to other things. So what I did is I stuck it to my wall as a hook. Oh, I love it. You can use it as doorknobs. And just just listen to this. It's so ASMR. I love to just pop and unpop it. It probably sounds like a fart on there, but oh, it's, well, it's... I like the sound. Yeah. feels good on the hands. I bought one of those pop socket holders for your car. You can put your phone on your car air conditioning and then it's hands-free. Wow. I know. So basically there are a lot of uses. Wow, for Alyssa pop with a car that has an air conditioning and a pop socket to hold her phone. King of the castle. King of the castle. <laughs> Can I live in your car one day? Yeah. <laughs> but basically our point is buy our merch. Yeah. Please help us. Because if we don't sell out this first merch item, they're not gonna make merch for us anymore. So we have a pop socket right now on their website and we're going to put the link in the show notes for this episode and also on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere. We're going to be promoting the fuck out of this. Don't unfollow us if you get annoyed. Just buy it. You know what? Get annoyed. See what I see what I care. Don't get annoyed with me. I care too much. (laughs) And then if you guys buy it, then we can sell a poster as the next item. And then I think there's like a mug that is slated for a release if we meet our goals. Wow, this is exciting. Yeah. And then I think eventually there's going to be a t-shirt. Can we come out with our own car? You know how there will be like the King Baby Ranch edition of Ford? Like Neiman Marcus, Cadillac. Can we do... What would it be called? The let's get haunted mobile the it would definitely be like a nissan Sentra. (laughs) (laughs) it's just a pinto and it explodes when you put the key in the ignition oh i love that That's super haunted yeah i think that's a great idea who is this podcast for nobody and everybody if you've just stumbled upon this for the first time this is a podcast called let's get haunted Mm -hmm. and we talk about anything ranging from true crime that's like unsolved and kind of spooky to alien abductions to hauntings right cryptozoology cryptozoology you want to hear about bigfoot one day we're going to have an episode on that if you open up any podcast that deals with this type of stuff i feel like everybody is trying to be an edgelord and they're like well actually look at the political ramifications and let's talk about this from a sensitive point of view this is not that podcast this is the podcast for you when you want to believe that aliens are green goblin looking creatures and they came from a different dimension and you believe in ghosts may or may not have sheets on them we are your traditional spooky 1950s style (laughs) podcast okay that's a good point we each take turns telling a story so Mm -hmm. one week Alyssa will tell me a story that she's researched and then I edit it and then the next week I tell Alyssa a story and then she edits it so no bad things can get through the cracks (laughs) and if you think there's something bad then you're wrong Also, so we try to tell the story just from these are the facts, but we're coming at it from normally from the point of view of wanting to believe. Most of the time, we're not going to say this didn't happen because we're approaching every topic from the perspective of ghosts are real, aliens are real, paranormal and supernatural are real, and you can't disprove it. And so we're having a fun, good, lighthearted time. Getting haunted. Getting haunted. 
fucking haunted. No. We got some mail. <gasps> we got some Wait, mail what's that in our song from Blue's Clues that's like, we just got, got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. I hope Wonder it doesn't have from... anthrax in oh, it. Oh, that too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to, should we open it? Like yeah, ASMR it style? Who's it from though? It says it's from Tonawanda, New York. And it's addressed to Let's Get Haunted. You can send us stuff. That's right. P.O. Box 1658, Camarillo, California, 93011. I've opened it. There's a letter in here. And then there's a sign for us to... Oh, my God. Should I read the letter? Yeah. Dear Alyssa and Matt, as you two are already aware, I'm a huge Sugar Pine 7 fan and a fan of Nat's own YouTube channel. So when I found out that you guys have a podcast of your own, I was super excited. The really cool thing about Let's Get Haunted is that it's unique. Famous and sometimes infamous paranormal events throughout history are an awesome topic for riveting discussion. Yes. Especially for people like me who don't know as much about these incidents. Enclosed is a photo of the official Let's Get Haunted logo. It would really mean a lot to me if you could sign it and return it. I've also included a self-addressed stamped envelope for your convenience. Fuck yeah. Since you asked about any special instructions, I gave it some thought. I would ideally like it to be personalized. And if you have any funny messages or anything else you'd like to include. We're hilarious. I say the more the merrier. Truthfully, though, I just appreciate that you guys are willing to sign it. Whatever works best for you works great for me. I appreciate you reading this and I wish you continued success with the podcast. You guys have all made quite a positive impact on my life in the last year. And you deserve all the praise and goodwill thrown your way by fans. Keep on slaying. With sincerest regards, Colin Reboy. Colin, thank you so much, Colin. That is the that's sweetest very sweet. note. Actually, that's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me, and that includes anything Steve's <sighs> ever said to me. So thank you. Sometimes when you're, you know, screaming into the void in a podcast, mm-hmm. you're not sure if people like it or not. So right? thank you so much. I love that. Thank you, Colin. Okay. So uh, last episode, as you guys may remember, was episode eight and a half. That was a listener episode. Quick update to the story I told last episode about my wedding. The guy who scammed all of us. Yeah. Guess where he is. Dead. He died. He was stoned to death. He escaped to Thailand. (gasps) Not a joke. I'm in contact with the detective assigned to our case. And she called the other day and was like, so I have some bad news. Um, Chris Adlesh, we ran his passport and we got back a hit. He flew into Thailand. He's probably not there anymore, but... He is also wanted right now for tax evasion by the IRS. And he apparently also committed fraud a couple years ago for some other unrelated case. Wow. So I feel like we should go to Thailand. I want to get like a bucket of water and pour it all over him and be like, ha, acid. But then he realizes that it's not acid. Yeah. So he's just freaking out for a little bit. Yeah. And then we're like, see, that's what you did to to my friend Alyssa's life. She freaked out for a minute. Okay. (laughs) Steve was talking about it. He's like, we should just film a whole sp7 season where we go on a mission trying to find chris adlash i'm so into it i was like you can do that if you want i'll have to be the undercover prostitute that like poses as (laughs) a lady boy yeah and is like like becomes like his lover for like six months and then all to just a huge coup like i just lead him into wait i love this into cops basically and then chris hansen pops out yeah the show is a mix between cheaters to catch a predator and cops and date my mom that old mtv show and um and next yes the next bus It'll be, yes okay that i would watch that me too i'd watch the fuck out of that is it just a traveling bus full of cops and cheaters <laughs> going out to catch and, and predators people posing as undercover lady boys trying to, and then he gets to next them yes oh I'm and then that. there's an arena fight at the end like the robot wars yes yes i forgot about robot wars we just that take all of the show. all of the predators that in tax evasion and fraud people that we've caught and we put them in a giant yeah. arena to fight to the death <laughs> against robots i love wait that. can we also add in call a friend so like right before <laughs> right before they're so about it's to also die. who wants to be a millionaire yeah but it's who wants chris adlash to pay them back the deposit right you get them out of. you get the deposit back if you're the winner yes well that's only going to be me because we're the only ones involved in this show so there i'm automatically go. the winner i love it wow well now that we've uh workshopped that idea <laughs> Let me tell you about episode nine. Mm. Episode nine of Let's Get Haunted. Natalia, as always, I have a question for you. I'll answer it. Have you 
ever either met somebody that looked like you or have you ever, is there like a celebrity that people say that you remind them of or have you ever like seen a picture and thought like, oh, this person looks like I thought that was me oh, for a second? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, famous supermodel Giselle Bundchen, yeah. who's the richest supermodel in the world. I literally think we look exactly the same. <laughs> basically just like brazilian supermodels i feel like look exactly <laughs> like me so that's what i think uh what i get from other people is oh aubrey plaza oh which, i love aubrey plaza yeah which i don't see the resemblance but i think they just mean uh, like the personality yeah she has of. dry humor dry sense of humor but no i don't think i have a doppelganger okay now you ask me oh okay <laughs> Alyssa, do you have anybody that you think you look like i don't have anybody that i think i look like but i do remember when i was in high school there were a bunch of people that would come up to me every once in a while and be like oh my god i thought i saw you in the hallway but it was somebody else there's a girl that goes here that looks just like you and our high school was not that big it was a public high school so there were I did guess, you find her no I never found her I was so obsessed with trying to figure out who this person was because they would never see her when I was with them it was mm. always like oh I saw that girl again like she looks just like you I, I said hey Alyssa and then she didn't respond and I realized it wasn't you it was that other girl and I like went through the yearbook at the end of the year I don't know if she like transferred out or if people were fucking with me or if it was me I think it was you and you killed her. I think it's just like Fight Club, that ending scene. So you shot a part of your brain out that was having these sort of hallucinations. Turns so out I she... never went to high school. This was all an elaborate dream. I was in a coma. No, but so I never met this person. And now researching this story, because I'm going to be talking about doppelgangers today. I'm now thinking, was this my evil doppelganger that was just following me around? And that's why I was never able to see this person. Like, what would you do if you catch your doppelganger? I mean, I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do. I would be fascinated for sure. I'd be like, and take off your clothes right now. Right I have now. to see. I have to see all of it. <laughs> I have to see why people fuck me. I need you to turn in this weird angle that I can never see in the mirror. Then the other thing I was going to say about uh, lookalikes uh, I don't think I look like anybody, but when I worked at this terrible, horrible golf course, old dudes would come in all the time and say, oh my goodness, you look like a young Helen Hunt. And at the time, when you're like Wait. 19... Hold on, I see it and I love it. Also, Ashley Tisdale. Yes, Ashley Tisdale, 100%. Yeah, those are more like... You're Helen Hunt from Nell. Do you know that movie? No. We're, so <laughs> Helen Hunt plays this girl that's like raised in the woods and I think she's mentally ill, but she... So I look like a mentally ill feral child? Yeah, but she's, <laughs> but she's super cool. She does this thing where she's like like a tay in the wind so she's like oh like a tree in the wind it's her own little language and she dances around she's like i'm a tay in the wind that sounds super haunted and appropriate yeah i'm never gonna not see you as mentally ill feral <laughs> child now just so you High guys know Alyssa is wearing a white cardigan and a white sundress and looks like she could not be feral if she wanted to. <laughs> you look like you would get attacked by cats immediately <laughs> upon entering the I woods. literally got stung by a bee a couple <laughs> weeks ago and almost died. The natural <laughs> world sees Alyssa and they're just like, this woman is here to tame our lands. We must destroy. The, the world is out to get me. I believe it. Which is why perhaps that person people saw in high school and thought was me. Maybe it was my evil twin coming to eat me out of the womb eat me out did i just say that mm, yeah my evil okay well that's well. what i think freudian slip <laughs> okay so so then my next question was going to be but now we've already ruined it is that do you know what a doppelganger is right yes yeah do you want to explain it's a, um it's the german word for your twin or like your lookalike mm -hmm. yeah so it's a german word meaning double goer or double walker uh, according to Ooh. its definition on wikipedia a doppelganger is a non-biologically related lookalike or double of a living person, sometimes portrayed as a ghostly or paranormal phenomenon and usually seen as an omen of bad luck. Other traditions and stories equate a doppelganger with an evil twin. Mm. In modern times, the term twin stranger is occasionally used in English. 
The word doppelganger is often used in slang to mean anyone who physically resembles another person. I'm going to say out of all of those names, Double Walker gets the win for me. Yeah, I do like sounds Double like, Walker as well. Sounds like it could be a hit new series on the CW. That is what we should have called our band that we don't have. <laughs> so there's still time. We can start a band and Woo. call it Double Walker. And then the what's the name of our first album? Circus Freaks. <laughs> we only play That's music the, like that yeah, every single track did i ever tell you about the time that you know in venice beach there are those guys that just stand there and they're trying to sell their rap cds yes okay so entrepreneurs i know somebody in college who actually bought one because they felt so awkward that they like were like okay i'll buy your cd was it fire it was literally the first track was just a jay-z song and then it was 10 tracks of silence so it's literally a scam so never it was feel bad for not buying oh those. wow yeah okay yeah thank for, you for that now yeah. i feel much better and i feel uh validated in my assumption that everyone is trying to steal from me who asked for money yes correct <laughs> okay so English speakers have only recently started using the word doppelganger to describe a paranormal concept. Francis Gross's Provincial Glossary of 1787 used the term fetch instead, defined as the apparition of a living person. Because cool. fetch. For mean Stop girls. trying to make fetch happen, yeah. Francis Gross, in mm-hmm. your Provincial Glossary of 1787. <laughs> I like that idea, an yeah. apparition of a real person. So uh, that was 1787. Then in 1848, Catherine Crow wrote a book on paranormal phenomena titled The Night Side of Nature. It's one of the most famous paranormal books ever written. Mm. And she is the first person to help make the word doppelganger be well known because she included it in her book. Uh, However, the concept of alter egos and double spirits has appeared in folklore, myths, religious concepts, and traditions of many cultures throughout human history, not just Germany. For example, in ancient Egyptian mythology, a ka was a spirit double having the same memories and feelings as the person to whom the counterpart belonged. Kill it immediately. Right? It can't can't know everything that I know. (laughs) What if it outs me? I don't even know what I know. That's true. Well, imagine if you could access 100% of your brain. You don't want to know all those things. Oh, maybe I'm looking at this all wrong. Maybe I need my doppelganger. Like, maybe there's now a montage of that song that's like, you're my best friend. And it's just you and holding hands. it's like hand- on tandem bicycles. It's like, hey, remember to text your mom that you miss her today. And I'm like, you're right. So your doppelganger is just your iPhone calendar alert <laughs> system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you get to fuck it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. They have no opinions. Well, it's me, so it probably is going to put up a fight. It's going to be like... But it's the opposite of you. Oh, is that... Because it's your counterpart. (gasps) Oh, I love her. Yeah. I love her and she won't love me back because I made it too easy. (laughs) In Norse mythology, a Vardoger is a a ghostly double (laughs) who is seen performing the person's actions in advance. Oh, it wasn't me cheating on you guys. It, it was, was my, my Vardigger. Even saw him on the counter. It was it my Vardigger. <laughs> saw me banging on the sofa. It was my Vardigger. Even coming in the shower. Nope, my Vardigger. <laughs> but you can't catch a Vardigger on camera, I bet you. So mm. can't even add that part of the song in. Then in Finnish mythology, in Ataiyian... <laughs> We have a Finnish listener, and they're probably, like, banging their head against a wall right now. <laughs> okay. It's it's called an A-T-I-A-I-N-E-N. How do you pronounce that? This is so offensive on many levels. I'm sorry, Finnish people. I love you and your mythology. So that is the same thing as a Vardoger. Then in... Britain, Cornish, and Norman folklore, the doppelganger is a version of the Anko, a personification of death. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Wait a second. So three, no, five to seven cultures have confirmed this doppelganger. Therefore, it's real. First of all, it's real because I want it to be real. Mm. And I had a doppelganger in high school. I didn't realize it until just now when I was researching this topic. <laughs> but that's for sure what that was. I'm, I'm pretty sure decided. that's like, were these all guys that told you this? Because I think that's like a famous pickup line to be like, oh, hey, like, do you come around here often? I highly doubt that many people were trying to hit on me in high school. It was not like, I'm. Mean, it was an okay time, but it was not a fantastic time it was, for me. It was high school. People, People's standards were really low. You know, you're right. You said on a previous episode, 
high school is just a sexual prank. No, it was on an episode <laughs> of Natalia and Alyssa Go. Right. Like, I could not understand people under 18 that wanted to come on to me. I'm like, literally, look around you. Yeah. High school is a sexual parade. Exactly. Everyone's got their hormones flowing. They're yes. all just go for it. That's another thing that I wish I had known. Like, you know, people often say, what would you say to yourself at age 16 or whatever? I would say to myself at age 16, it's not that serious. Yeah. If you take a chance and ask somebody out, they'll they're probably going to say yes cuz mm-hmm. it's high school. And if they say no, no one is going to remember in 2 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't remember anything from high school for the most part, but I, that's a different problem because <laughs> my brain is just atrophying the older I get. Now I have some examples of real life doppelgangers for you. Oh, yes. In 1617, an English poet named John Donne claimed to have seen his wife's doppelganger in 1617 in Paris, shortly before his wife gave birth to their daughter, who was stillborn. So this would be an oh, that's a hundred percent of oh uh wait I thought I thought you I saw you in Paris no no you didn't yeah I've been I a pious there. woman there. I wasn't getting an abortion in the <laughs> yeah. back alley of Paris this was a stillborn that I had yeah yeah so that's an example of why people think that seeing a doppelganger in some cultures is a bad omen like this is an evil right. apparition of yourself that because it's pretty much is a bad omen yeah the conditions that have to be met in order for a doppelganger to exist are that the person who it looks like is claiming it's not them so it's gonna be obviously bad times it kind of reminds me too of voldemort from Harry Potter, because you know how he had the Which horcruxes. Voldemort? We're talking about the towel wrap head guy, or we're we talking about Snake Man? Which one? All of them, because we're talking about his horcruxes. <laughs> oh. So it's like spoiler alert. A book. Sorry, spoiler alert. Dumbledore dies and is gay. I know, and that's good for him. Yeah. Not that he died, though. Uh, lucky guy. So German playwright Goeth, is that how you pronounce it? G-O-E-T-H-E, Goeth? Sure, Goeth. It's actually Johann Wolfgang von Goethe described an experience in his autobiography in which he passed his double while on horseback. In that instance, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe wrote that one day a depressed Goethe was riding on a footpath after leaving a girl named Frederica. Suddenly, he faced a mysterious person riding towards him. The person who Johann Wolfgang von Goethe said he saw with his mind's eye instead of his actual eyes was clearly Goethe himself, although he was wearing different clothes. The figure soon disappeared, and Goethe, who found its appearance strangely soothing, soon forgot about it. Eight years later, he found himself riding down the same footpath in the opposite direction to see Frederica again. That's when he realized he was wearing the exact same clothes his doppelganger wore years ago. So he saw himself from the future? This was not the... Yes. So he he thinks that it's like a rip in the space-time continuum where he had a premonition of, you know, because we talked about earlier, some cultures think that your doppelganger performs an action before you perform that action. Right. So this would be an example of that kind of doppelganger. Well, that's what happens when you hang out with your ex. Yeah. You, go into, you left this Frederica depressed. And, and then, then eight, eight years, years later, later you're you going to go back? back. Who is this Frederica? Is this... Is this, was this actually a sex worker in <laughs> yes. Paris? Yes, That's, she was. I've made the decision. So, but this is not the only doppelganger that Goethe saw. Another time, he saw his friend Frederick walking on the street wearing Goethe's own dressing gown. Puzzled, he went home only to find Frederick there wearing the same gown Goethe had seen in the apparition. His friend had been surprised by the rain and borrowed the gown as his clothes dried. Okay, but that's not a mystery. That's just your friend needed some quote, right? Well, but the point is, so he's in a different, like, part of town. Oh. Sees his friend walking in the pouring rain wearing his nightgown. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? And he goes home, and Frederick's actually there, completely dry in the oh. nightgown. So that's the spooky part. This guy's got, like, a glitch. He's glitching. Yeah, he's glitching. Hard. Or he did a lot of psychedelics. I think Opened he's... his third eye. I mean, look... We... Your prostitute girlfriends, Frederica, and your best friends, Frederick. Are they the same? Mm? Is this Chris Adlash <laughs> nexting lady boys in Thailand? Who is Goeth? Anyways, I maybe he needs to. I thought to... you would know because you're a theater major. And I thought you were going to come school me. Okay. No, I didn't. I don't, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, and that's why you don't know. 
Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. All right. So Catherine the Great was an empress consort of Russia who reigned from 1762 to 1796. So according to legend, one night Catherine was awoken from her slumber by her servants. Mm. They told her that they were surprised to see her in bed as they had just a moment ago encountered her in the throne room. In disbelief, Catherine ran to the throne room to see for herself. And sure enough, there, sitting on her throne, was an exact copy of herself. She ordered her guards to shoot at the ghostly twin, but the bullets did not seem to affect it. That apparition sat authoritatively, perched on the throne before slowly fading away. Just a few weeks after this incident, Catherine died of a stroke. What? What? So it's another Who? bad omen. Okay, but that one is so different than the other ones because the other ones are like, did this happen? I don't know. Like, that is a ghost sitting on a throne, multiple witnesses. They you shoot at it, it and bullets don't go and then it slowly fades away yep. and there's a stroke. And then she has a stroke a couple weeks later. I need to know more about that story. That's all I could find on that story. Damn it. I know. Because I was like, this is so fact-based, but I couldn't find anything. And so I don't really care what the skeptics say. Some skeptics say that, like, the guards just said whatever she said right. for them to say. Because mm. she was going crazy and about to have a stroke and wanted them to fire bullets at something that wasn't really there. I choose to not believe that. And I choose to believe that it was her doppelganger on the throne. Another example of a real-life doppelganger being documented was that of Percy Shelley. Percy was a poet, but he is mainly remembered as being the husband of Mary Shelley, the author of Frankenstein. Shortly before Percy drowned in a sailing accident in 1812, he told his wife that he had met his doppelganger several times. One in particular was very haunting, and he walked onto a terrace only to be greeted by his doppelganger who asked him, how long do you mean to be content? Strangely, Percy's <laughs> doppelganger. I don't know what I would do if I saw my doppelganger and it was just like, this guy's how having long an, do you mean to be content? This guy's having an existential crisis because his wife wrote Frankenstein and, and he's, he's known for being her up. husband. Yeah. yeah. Strangely, Percy's doppelganger was also witnessed by her close friend, Jane Williams, who saw it passing her window on a route frequently walked by the real Percy to a dead end but never returning. The real Percy was nowhere near that area at the time. I mean, okay. So imagine someone calls you up, Alyssa, and you're, you're, you know, out enjoying life. And they're like, hey, I just saw you floating around <laughs> the a mall. Dead end. Yeah, yeah, floating around. You looked sad. You were eating a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Was that you? you're like, no. See, but this is how I felt in high school all the time. Because people would be like, hey, I just ran into that girl that I and I thought it was mm. you. And I said, hey, Alyssa. And she looked at me and I realized it wasn't you. All I, throughout high I school. still believe it was a fight club situation. Yeah. I mean, that's the more <laughs> that's the more badass thing that could it could have just been a girl that I didn't think looked like me. Mm. But she does. Okay. In 1906, British Parliament member Sir Gilbert Parker was attending a debate when he spotted Sir Frederick Carn Roche, a fellow Parliament member sitting nearby. This greatly surprised Sir Gilbert, as Sir Frederick was severely ill with influenza at the time. Still, he politely greeted Sir Frederick and told him, I hope you are feeling better. Carn Roche didn't react in any way. He just sat there with a stony, grim expression on his face. When Sir Gilbert soon glanced at his friend again, the seat was completely empty. Bewildered, he searched for Karn Rush in the lobby, only to find that no one had seen him pass by. When he discussed the event with fe fellow parliamentarians, it turned out others had seen Karn Rush too. When the real Karn Rush, who had been sick in bed all along, found out about the incident, he was quite unsurprised. He had really wanted to take part in the debate, so to him, it made sense that his spirit sneaked a peek. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds like astral projection. Yeah. His family, however, was terrified and feared the doppelganger was a bad sign. In a small way, they were right. For quite some time, Karn Rosh was annoyed by fellow parliament members who kept poking him with their fingers to make sure he was flesh and blood. In the end, he had to write a massively sarcastic letter to a local newspaper, apologizing that he didn't have the good sense to die at the time of the doppelganger sighting <laughs> and promising to behave better next time. I like this guy, right? Like, he's, he's like, un totally unfazed by people seeing his doppelganger, 
but he's annoyed that other people are mystified by it. Well, he doesn't want to get poked anymore. No, I wouldn't want to get poked. I'm very ticklish. I would not want to get poked at all. I wish someone would touch me. It's been so long. <laughs> You're being a mother right now, though. You're mothering yeah. all these animals. Sometimes I just let the ferrets bite me to just know what it feels like. To have contact. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Queen Elizabeth I of England, who reigned from 1558 to 1603, was the last tutor to rule the country. Widely recognized as a charismatic, level-headed, and savvy monarch, she was the kind of person who one wouldn't expect to dabble with the paranormal, mm -hmm. which makes it all the more scary when she claimed she had witnessed her doppelganger. So this is like the most rational yes. queen of all time. Mm -hmm. According to the queen, the spectral Elizabeth was lying motionless on her bed, almost like a corpse laid out for presentation. Mm -hmm. The experience was particularly haunting because such appearances are said to be a certain sign of death. Still, it would be easy to put this down as a temporary glitch in the mind of an elderly, stressed-out ruler if it wasn't for the fact that Elizabeth died soon after seeing the doppelganger. Premonition. Premonition. Wow, I like this. This is a good story, Alyssa. Thank you. I like it. I'm sitting here. I'm being entertained by it. I'm not being stressed by it. Like, I'm just taking in the information and it's not hurting me. Where sometimes you tell stories and I'm like, wait a second. Okay, so I was talking to our... <laughs> Natalia and I have a friend named Amy. She listens to our podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, I was over at her house, like, right after episode eight and a half came out and she had just finished listening to it. And she was like, oh my God, I literally had to leave my house when that story came on about the guy that worked at the old folks home and saw the Grim oh. Reaper and I was like I was literally having a miniature panic attack as Natalia was reading that story out loud when we were filming that episode I and on the episode you can hear me getting so uncomfortable because I just keep going I don't like it I don't like it I hate it and at the time in my mind I was like having a little panic attack yeah. and she was like yeah it, like that story affected me so much that I had to go outside and like go for a walk I know I didn't like it no yeah. it was which that means it was a good story it was yeah so props to you sir who wrote but that, that doesn't mean that this is a bad story this is a this is a good story yeah so I guess my point is <laughs> this is a lighter tale I like this a story. episode. Okay. You're not going to feel too upset. Because the story that I'm telling you next is really, really sad. So. Oh, for episode 10? Yes. Oh, oh, I can't wait. So now let's talk about Abraham Lincoln. Yes, let's do it. Abraham Lincoln was known as Honest Abe, as everyone knows. He was very open about his interest in the paranormal, which I did not know. Huh? Uh, he would just openly talk about it to different people. Really? So according to Abe Lincoln... He experienced paranormal activity on more than one occasion. Nice. On the night of his first election, he took a moment to rest on his couch. While lying there, he happened to glance in a mirror and saw his own visage, except that he had two faces. A second Lincoln, pale and ghostly, was looking at him from the mirror, right next to his own face. <gasps> Startled, he rose from the couch and the doppelganger disappeared. He sat back down, only to see it appear again behind him. Lincoln was startled, but his wife Mary was downright terrified. She was convinced that the doppelganger was bad news, a certain sign that Lincoln would be reelected on a second term, <laughs> possibly because two Lincolns equals two terms, but that he wouldn't survive it. Lincoln went on to repeat the on-the-couch experiment every once in a while. He did manage to glimpse his doppelganger one more time, but after that, it stopped appearing. Maybe it had delivered its message, as indeed, Lincoln did not make it through his second term. Wow. You know, I went to Lincoln's summer house. I forget what it was called. It was when I was in Vermont. And the whole time I was walking around there, I just kept thinking, this is ghosts. Yeah, like, this is haunted. A time when you people had like organs in their house and every painting <laughs> around is just like a woman's face with squash. Yes, and she's <laughs> dead. Yeah, by now I don't I don't know the that part of the time of the earth was a haunted time. Well, and I I'm, guess depending on how you feel about the supernatural, if you think that everyone turns into a ghost or mm -hmm. that everyone leaves behind some imprint of themselves, then it makes sense that as time goes on, the earth is going to become more haunted, right? Well, Right. So all those old history places have a little imprint left behind of all those people that lived there. I mean, it felt it felt warm, like it felt like a place where people had entertained each other and it was fun and it was good. But then at the same time, I'm just like, I don't know. You wear an apron. You must be a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wore a big top hat. Ghost. June 22nd, 1893 was not a good day for Vice Admiral George Tryon. He was commanding two columns of ships off the coast of Syria when he gave a command for the columns to turn toward each other. 
This attempt at a majestic naval drill maneuver turned out to be an amateur mistake as the first ships promptly rammed into each other and one of them, the one Tryon happened to be in, sank like a stone. Tryon died knowing that he had just doomed 357 men to drown. His last words were, it is entirely my fault. At the exact Okay, but what, what did he think was going to happen? You said that he literally instructed two boats to turn at each other. Because it was supposed to be like, an, it's a naval drill where right. like they're maneuvering the ships, but he miscalculated and they were no. too close together. Well, they got their drill. The, I, you're right. They did their drill. This, is, this was what happens. <laughs> at the exact same time where Tryon is dying, Tryon's wife was holding a lavish party for their friends in their London home. Suddenly, to the guest's surprise... Tryon appeared at the party. Silently, he walked down a staircase, solemnly proceeded through the drawing room, and opened the door as if to leave, before suddenly disappearing. I got chills Me everywhere. too! I got chills too. I love that, that so much. And you know why I think I get chills? Because the idea of his last words being, it is entirely my fault, yeah. is so heartbreaking. He's so remorseful. And then he's just trying to see his wife one last time. Is that what he was doing? I don't know. That's what I like. Or is he like, please get my fucking spirit out of this house so I don't (laughs) have to hear bullshit from my wife anymore. She's just been nagging me, (laughs) nagging me. I look, bitch, I'm out making money on a naval ship and I'm dying right now for you. Don't nag at me anymore. Or did we misinterpret that? Was he like, all right, these two ships go at each other. And then he was just like, yep, it's my fault. I've done this. And you will all live with the consequences. Meanwhile, my doppelganger lives on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. French writer Guy de... Was Mal- that a faking his own death situation? Like, was he up in the room the whole time? We should do waiting a whole in the episode on people that have that fake their own deaths. Because I right. think that there are way more people that have faked their own deaths than we know about. Oh, yeah. Like the guy who owned that Bitcoin exchange company in Canada and he stole everybody's bitcoin and then he went to somewhere in asia and then supposedly died suddenly but he was only like in his late 20s his wife had his remains cremated Mm. and but nobody ever actually saw him and the only person that signed the death certificate was like the guy that did the cremation Mm. did he die or did he just escape with everybody's bitcoin and is now living in asia jokes on you because they don't have computers in asia so everyone knows that (laughs) okay french writer guy De Malpassant is known for what is perhaps the most intimate doppelganger experience ever recorded. Toward the end of his life, he is said to have regularly interacted with his doppelganger. This eerie twin not only talked to him, but actually sat down and started dictating a short story to him. Yes, Malpassant claims that one of his last stories was literally ghostwritten by his own ghost. No. What? But he wasn't even a dead, so it can't even be a ghost. Well, his doppelganger. If that's not chilling enough, don't worry, it gets better. The story the spirit allegedly dictated to Malpassant was The Orla, an unnerving tale of a man whose sanity is slowly consumed by an evil spirit that uses him as a host. As if echoing the story, Malpassant's mental health started deteriorating soon after finishing it. What do you think of that one? Malpassant. 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 I was eating croissant one day. No, that's Russian. Do you know how to speak French? Uh, we. Oui. I dated a French guy in college, and I only know how to say, Je suis une fille, I am a girl, huh? and je veux sucer ta bite. I want to suck your dick. Ooh. That's all I know how to say. Voulez-vous coucher, allez-vous, Christina Christina. (laughs) Do we have any French listeners out there? Let us know in the SoundCloud comments. Tell me if I said I want to suck your dick correctly. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's how you say I want to suck (laughs) your dick in French. (laughs) It's it's just the chef from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I was going to say it's Gaston. He's like, no one drinks like Gaston. No one cooks like Like Gaston. No one something. Lots of eggs like Gaston. Have you ever read that article? I don't know if it was BuzzFeed or something better. BuzzFeed always makes the best articles. It was like Gaston was actually better for Belle than the Beast. Oh, yeah. And it goes through all the whole list and I was convinced by the end of it. I want like a normie Gaston and I keep meeting these artsy beasts that have their (laughs) weird daddy issues and I'm like over it. I just want a guy who's like, I like sports and I like eating and I want to drink beer at night before I go to bed. So a modern example of doppelgangers. Okay. 
is twinstrangers.net. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> what? Is that a porn? <laughs> no, I came across <laughs> it. sounds like it, huh? I came across it when I was researching doppelgangers. Oh. And it's a website where users can upload a photo of themselves and facial recognition software attempts to match them with another user that looks the same. People had to have gone to twin. Yeah. What is it called? Twin- twinstrangers.net. Twinstrangers.net. Which I've never heard of. So I It don't... doesn't even have a dot com. I, it's, well... Maybe twinstrangers.com was taken and it's a porno. (laughs) (laughs) Did you do it? No, because I, you know why I'm paranoid. And I was thinking, is this actually owned by Mark Zuckerberg? And he's trying to get (laughs) facial recognition software to scan me and match me with someone. Then he's going to kill me. And that person's going to take my social security number. And I started spiraling. And so I didn't do it. He already has all of your information. Should I do it? And he doesn't want to kill you. He just wants to sell your information to advertisers. Okay, then I'm going to do it. Yeah. Let's go on twinstrangers.net right now. Twinstrangers.com. Find your lookalike from anywhere in the world. Current total, 5,020,146 photos uploaded. Oh, sick. I know I'm going to upload mine and it's going to be like a young Chinese boy. What is like their their version of facial recognition technology? Are they just like white skin, brown hair, brown eyes? Well, on their login page, that's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> they have literally it's a white girl in a red sweater with another girl that is a white girl in a red sweater. Oh, well, it works for me. Uh, I'm actually not going to do it because I just realized I'm not going to pay $3.99 to download this app. I'm not going to pay $3.99 to see a less hot version of myself. Okay. So now I'm going to talk to you about science, what science says about doppelgangers. No, I won't listen. Well, we don't believe it, obviously. Who can trust science? Just because it's derived from the Latin word scientia for knowledge? Well, what is knowledge and who decides what type of knowledge should be passed on? Are you God? Yeah. I spent the last 20 years of my life memorizing Beowulf from start to end from the Danish translation. That is the only knowledge that I need. Correct. (laughs) Science has attempted to explain away the concept of doppelgangers in a variety of ways. Of course they have. Hutoscopy is a term used in psychiatry and neurology for the hallucination of seeing one's own body at a distance. It can occur as a symptom of schizophrenia and epilepsy. That person would have a strong Raycon. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It can occur as a symptom in schizophrenia and epilepsy and is considered a possible explanation for the doppelganger phenomena. I don't... I don't care about this theory. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Like, you lost me at science has tried to explain. Right. <laughs> well, first of all, it's not as fun for the purposes of this podcast. Second of all, I think seeing one's own body at a distance is completely different from interacting with your doppelganger, which a lot right. of these stories, people are literally meeting their doppelganger yeah. or or it's not even them seeing it. It's their mm-hmm. wives or their yeah. husbands that are like, hey, I just saw you in that room. And yeah. like, how did you get here so fast? You know, nice try science. Yeah. Ghosts one so, science zero. So maybe this works in some cases where you're only seeing like the back of your body from a distance. And you're like, that looks like my hair. But that's not even a doppelganger. This is like a completely different thing. I'm just trying to say that hudoscopy d- has nothing to do, in my opinion, with doppelgangers. Yeah. Criminologists find a practical application in the concepts of facial familiarity and similarity due to the instances of wrongful convictions based on eyewitness testimony. In one case, this is like a nightmare case. In one case, a person spent 17 years behind bars, persistently denying any involvement with the crime of which he was accused. He was finally released after someone was found who shared a striking resemblance and the same first name. And I have an ABC7 News article about it. Because Wait, I, I want to see what it looks like. Oh, yeah. Okay, let me open this article. Kansas inmate freed after doppelganger found 17 years later. This is a news article. Oh, I'm seeing. Oh, my God. Wow. Their facial hair is exactly the same. And okay, so it's two men and they're both have cornrows that are the same length and they have goatees. They have goatees that are done exactly the same. They're baking almost the same face they both have like a tilt to their jaw Mm -hmm. that goes one direction yes right yeah their lips are kind of the same width right the only thing that's different is one looks like he might have a thicker nose but honestly look they even have the same crease in the nose yeah yeah one of them is i mean they're you looking at them and they look exactly the same but you can clearly tell they're two different people i can see how if someone was describing what this person looked like 
they would both of these people could be caught because all of their features are the same they're the same skin tone they have the same haircut they have they look like they're the same size same facial hair same same, eye color yeah yeah i mean it's crazy they're even wearing the same outfit in this photo and they didn't know each other prior prior to this happening that sucks so much yeah so i'll read let me read this nbc article to you guys so this is written by mary emily o'hara Richard Jones spent 17 years in prison for a crime he has always insisted he didn't commit. Then attorneys discovered he had a doppelganger, a man who looked nearly identical to him and had a similar name. On Thursday, Jones was released from prison after witnesses said they could barely tell the difference between the two men and no longer thought Jones was guilty. Jones told the Kansas City Star that seeing the photo helped him finally understand what had confused and angered him for so many years. When I saw that picture, it just made sense to me, Jones said. They say you can't see the picture clearly if you are in it, but if I was outside the picture, I would have seen the same thing. That's really understanding Mm, of him. Yeah. Jones, a resident of Kansas City, Missouri, was charged with aggravated robbery in 1999 after an attempted purse snatching in a Walmart parking lot resulted in a woman scraping her knee as three drug-addled men made off with her cell phone. Wait, he spent 17 years in prison for a stolen cell phone? This sounds like, um, it sounds like a, well, racist, but also sounds like the three strike rule or something. Jones swore he didn't know anything about the crime, which took place across the state line in Kansas City, Kansas, and was at home with family the day it occurred. Mandatory sentencing resulted in a 19 year term, which he appealed every chance he got. At the time of sentencing, Jones had two young daughters, one a baby just a few months old. Last week, Jones's youngest daughter saw him for the first time she can remember. According to Jones's attorney, the 17-year-old girl had tears in her eyes as she greeted her dad. Upon release Thursday, Jones met his young granddaughter as well. In 2015, other inmates in Lansing Correctional Facility began telling Jones there was another inmate who looked like his twin. On top of being doppelgangers, the other man had a similar-sounding name. Jones contacted attorneys at the Midwest Innocence Project and the Project for Innocence at the University of Kansas Law School. They tracked down Ricky Amos, the lookalike who lived on the Kansas side of town. In booking photos, the two men looked nearly identical with the same facial hair and cornrows. They are both close to six feet tall and they both weigh around 200 pounds. Hmm. The two men who are also roughly the same age, although they're literally one year apart. Jones was born in 1976. Ricky Lee Amos was born in 1977. But only Amos had been linked to the address where the crime began, a drug house where he briefly lived with his mom after the family was evicted from their place around the corner. That same house was where two men told police they picked up, quote unquote, Rick and drove to Walmart that faded day of the robbery in 1999, the three men looking for a way to make fast cash. Amos could not be reached for comment. He is not charged with the robbery and has denied any involvement. Amos is currently incarcerated in Sedgwick County, Kansas, after being sentenced April 13 for twice failing to register as a sex offender related to a 2003 sexual battery charge. So straight up, fuck that person. Amos, the guy that didn't go to jail? Yeah. Fuck him. He's a fucking sexual predator and he does not deserve anyone's sympathy now who was giving him sympathy no one i'm just saying he fucking sucks richard jones on the other hand that sucks for him that he was mistaken for his doppelganger yeah it's a lot of time lost yeah that's the thing is that it's time yeah Yeah. you can't get it back so i I hope he enjoyed jail i hope he made lots of friends yeah i hope at least he has family it sounds like he his daughters are still in contact with him and this is from 2017 oh wow not that long ago Mm. now i'm gonna continue so now that you have a good understanding of what doppelgangers are and some examples of doppelgangers throughout history uh, i want to get into one story of a doppelganger in particular emily saget so Emily Saget is the story of a school teacher. She had a good reputation for being a caring teacher to her students. However, there was something a little bit off about her. Nobody could understand why over the course of 16 years, she had changed schools 19 times. Over the course of 16 years, she changed schools 19 times? Yes. What are you running from? Right? So she kept getting fired from all of these teaching jobs, and she didn't know why. And whenever she would show up at a new school, people would be like, oh, wow, she seems really normal. Like, I don't know why the previous school fired fired her. So this story picks up at her 19th school. Mm. And now we're going to find out why she keeps getting fired. Okay. So Emily Saget is teaching embroidery. Uh, and she she's, so she's teaching a class on embroidery. And she goes out to the garden to pick some flowers. While she's walking through the flower beds, her pupils are looking onward at her with their mouths agape. B- 
because the 42 girls, the 42 witnesses, are not only seeing their teacher picking flowers, but they can also turn and see her through a window of the school also sitting at her desk. So they are literally seeing her in two places at once. Wait, so they're copy pasta. They're firing her because she can project herself in two places at once. That sounds like a teacher that you want. This is an article by Cool Interesting News about Emily Saget. Saget was allegedly the center of some very strange doppelganger activity. Her spectral twin was first seen during a class as 13 students witnessed the doppelganger standing by Saget's side and mirroring her movements. So basically all the students are sitting in class and they're watching her and she's at the chalkboard writing and all of a sudden her doppelganger appears next to her and it's also writing at the same time but no words are coming off of the chalk. Next it stood next to her as she ate, pantomiming her movements. Saget herself was completely oblivious to the apparition. However, she did become strangely groggy and powerless during the times the doppelganger manifested, and the wraith was often seen doing things Saget later said she had been thinking about at the moment, suggesting that she may have had some subliminal control over it. The few people who dared to approach the doppelganger found that they could pass through it, yet it had a texture that reminded them of thick fabric. Time went by and the apparition became a permanent fixture of the school's life, freaking people out on a regular basis. The girls' concerned parents started removing their children from the school. Although Saget was a model, model employee on all non-paranormal accounts, the headmistress had no option but to fire her and her ghostly double. So what do you think of that? That's awesome. Yeah. They're like, how else can I possibly think besides that's just awesome? So she could essentially be out doing whatever she wants and have this ghost twin sitting in the classroom being like just sitting there doing her job but uh, apparently i mean clearly it wasn't good for her because she kept getting fired because people were freaked out uh, i'll show you this picture because this picture is really fucking creepy supposedly this is emily saget and her doppelganger i feel like that looks like a photoshopped photo but this is what people that looks always like a associate scary doll also who is this okay so now that i'm seeing who this emily saget is she looks fucking scary she's <laughs> she looks like a uh, she looks like she's a ghost yeah she looks like she's a ghost she looks like an extremely malnourished french ghost like, she looks in, malnourished she looks very malnourished yeah. yeah so it's almost making me wonder there's got to be some weird mental health issues of her own what was she doing what were you up to i wish i could interview her and be like show me the strings where's the puppet yeah right so emily saget the reason why we know about her was because an american author born in scotland and he was also a spiritualist his name is robert dale owen wrote in his 1860 book, Footfalls on the Boundary of Another World, about Emily Saget. So there's one podcast I found called Dark Mysteries, I think, or Dark Histories. And they have a whole hour-long story on Emily Saget. But he approaches it from a skeptic point of view because the only person who's ever written about her is Robert Dale Owens. And so he says, well, why wouldn't other people write about this? My argument to that, because here at this podcast, we rarely take a skeptic stance, is that this is something that happened in the 1800s in a small town in France. Mm -hmm. And he was told this story by someone who went to school with Emily Saget, mm -hmm. like one of the students. So why, what do you mean, where are the other stories about this? To me, it's perfectly logical that there wouldn't be a ton of stories about this. Yeah. And I got all of my information for today's episode from Listverse and ABC News. That was a really interesting episode, Thank Alyssa. You. And I NBC liked it. News and the lineup and coolinterestingnews.com. See, I prefer hearing things that aren't cases, but rather ideas or like spooky yeah. occurrences things. I know there's a lot of people who are wrong who <laughs> like murder and want to know about cases. Well, guess what? You want to see cases? Go watch NCIS. It's already there for you. You want to hear yeah. cool things that. <laughs> Don't do make sense. <laughs> do you know that NCIS is the most watched show on television? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes, I do know that. That It's not even that good. Like, I've watched it before. That's what I always think whenever I'm making content for the world. I'm like, look at what's successful. It's not necessarily what's presenting good ideas or something new. It's what people can watch after a long day at work and they just want to turn their brain off. That's why, and I know I'm about to get a lot of hate for this, but that's why I like Big Bang Theory because it's so mindless. Yeah. Like after a stressful day, you can just sit down 
turn on the TV and like you don't even really have to listen to it. Yep. And it's enjoyable because nothing of consequence is happening on that show. It's just like very base level, like cheap laughs. And I like that every once in a while. The majority of people on this world are just working until they die and they don't really get to live any of their passions or do anything. So at the end of the day, they don't want to be reminded that they have a soul inside of them. They just want to go to sleep so they can wake up and do capitalism the next day. But to sum up this story about doppelgangers, I want to meet my doppelganger. Here's what I think about doppelgangers. The theories... Is it astral projection? Are these actual twins from other places? Are these people willing themselves into situations because they're witches and warlocks and they don't realize it? Are they psychic mediums that are traveling through interdimensional space? Are they... Is it the Grim Reaper? Is it a bad omen? Is it schizophrenia? That was what the uh, scientific explanation was or epilepsy was another scientific explanation or I think it's a glitch in the simulation yeah I think too at a certain point I think rather than say oh this is because of schizophrenia and epilepsy because I feel like that to me is just how do you explain here how do you explain the captain who as he was dying walked out of his house that's my thing his that's not him seeing himself from afar right that's his wife seeing him in another country right you know and so i think that the theory that i like is that it's somebody's soul trying to either tell them something or tell a loved one something like part of somebody's soul and that's why i was talking about voldemort and his horcruxes Mm -hmm. earlier because i feel like what if jk rowling's onto something and we can all split our souls into different pieces and send those pieces different places don't do it what if jk rowling is a member of the illuminati and she's trying to tell us stuff with her crazy tweets and her rewriting of the books and the books in general all right guys so that's it for this episode of let's get haunted episode nine Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys have doppelgangers too, I want to see them. So can you send us pictures of you and your doppelganger? If you're sharing a story in the Discord, Mm -hmm. the subreddit, DMs, or email. We own it. Well, (laughs) I was going to say, please tell us if you don't want us to use it. Tell us if you don't want us to use it and it's just for our information and we will very gladly not share it with anybody and we will just enjoy it to ourselves. But otherwise, we own it. We own you. We own the name Let's Get Haunted. And so if you don't want to get underneath our orb of power, don't release your stories to the internet. Yeah. Otherwise, just know that we assume that you want us to share them with the listeners because you're interested in that story and that thing that happened to you and you're excited to share it we all know that people who tell secrets and say don't tell anyone actually want you to tell everyone because if you really didn't want people to know something you wouldn't say it in the first place sometimes i just have juicy gossip yeah that you want secretly other people to leak we have a gmail account it's let's get haunted pod at gmail.com we are on spotify we are on instagram we are on soundcloud We also have a Twitter at Let's Get Haunted and an Instagram at Let's Get Haunted. So thank you so much for tuning in this week. I also broadcast through ancient runes and stones from my home every night. So if you could turn your receptors on in your third eye, you can also connect with us there. If I ever say anything offensive, don't cancel me. It was my doppelganger. Exactly. Okay, guys. Bye. I did the song. Bye. 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 Bye.